This is the Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truth about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Richard, on this beautiful Monday, September 16. I am in the Sacramento Valley, coming to you today, as we are going to explore our second topic, why the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. Before we get into t- this week's topic, I, of course, want to remind you that we do have a official website, truthpodcast.net. I am also on Instagram as well as Twitter. You can find me on both of those at truthpodcastqe. And, of course, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and other platforms that you may be listening to as well and share. Uh, this is really um, one of the ways that we can grow this channel and get more ears and, of course, more eyes on the truth. So I appreciate that as always. All right, so mainstream media. Why the mainstream media is the enemy of the people? Well, I think most of you are starting to realize it, but it's starting to get pretty clear. The media is lying to you. It doesn't matter if you watch Fox News or CNN, ABC, CBS, whatever flavor of NBC, uh, it really doesn't matter if you read the New York Times or Washington Post, uh, BuzzFeed, Politico. Um, if you're consuming media tailored for the national audience, then you are almost certainly being deceived. That doesn't mean that the mainstream media is selling outright falsehoods. Uh, bold-faced lies definitely do make it into the 24-hour media cycle, but they are the exception rather than the rule. Uh, the rule really is to lie through omission and emphasis. Uh, omit what might diffuse partisan outrage and focus on the most divisive and sensational elements. Rinse and repeat until you've turned the seeds of reasonable disagreement into a full-blown crisis with both sides enraged. Because nothing sells quite like anger, right? Well, maybe it's for sex. And this is why the president calls the liberal media the enemy of the people. I think the president should save that word enemy for hostile nations, right, or terrorists, maybe murderers and rapists. I would not necessarily call the press enemies of the people, even though I think the liberal media are liars and hacks, political operatives, losers, suck-ups. But, you know, propaganda has always been thought of as the enemy of the people because it's the enemy of truth. Democrats themselves called fake news propaganda Facebook ads during the 2016 election a threat to our democracy. What the mainstream media does every day is peddle liberal propaganda, narratives that are the enemy of the truth. Hey, you don't have to take my word for it. Why don't I give you a couple examples and then you can see for yourself. 
Here's one example. The mainstream media blamed President Trump for anti-Semitism in the wake of the Tree of Life synagogue massacre that left 11 Jewish people dead last October. Now, MSNBC's Steve Schmidt said right-wing media were responsible for the shooting. This is a quote. Mark Levin, Rush Limbaugh, Breitbart, Newsbusters, Judicial Watch, and all the rest have blood on their hands, unquote. Now, that's dangerous, and it's a lie. The only people to blame for the shooting is the shooter himself. You notice Schmidt and the others condemn the actual shooter less than they blame conservative pundits they don't like? If there's any political party who's tolerant of anti-Semitism, it's the left, who embraces Louis Farrakhan and Keith Ellison and people like Linda Sarsour and the BDS movement, blaming, of course, the right for the Tree of Life massacre. That's propaganda, and propaganda is the enemy of the truth. Here's another example. The mainstream media tells black people that cops will shoot you dead for, quote, being black. Now, that's dangerous, and it's a lie. The mainstream media helped push this false narrative of the Black Lives Matter movement, telling young black men that if they are so much as to walk in the road, a cop might gun them down just because of the color of their skin. No matter that statistics show that claim is false, no matter that it's evil to accuse an entire occupation of public servants of being racist killers, no matter that peddling this narrative actually makes it more dangerous for blacks and for cops because fear causes tensions to escalate and the mainstream media peddle it anyway. That's propaganda. And propaganda is the enemy of the truth. Here's another example. The mainstream media echoed Democrats who said if Republicans repeal Obamacare, people are going to die. Well, that narrative is dangerous and it's a lie. Do y'all remember a crazed gunman who opened fire on a congressional baseball game and shot Congressman Steve Scalise and others because he thought people were going to die if the GOP repealed Obamacare. Y'all remember that? A couple years ago. That claim obviously turned out to be not true. Nobody has died from the individual mandate since it was repealed. But that didn't stop Democrats and the mainstream media from pushing that narrative. It's propaganda. And propaganda is the enemy of the truth. Another example, the mainstream media convicted Judge Brett Kavanaugh guilty of gang rape <laughs> because a creepy porn lawyer accused him of it. I mean, no proof, no evidence. He's guilty, they said. It's dangerous and it's a lie. The mainstream media hosted creepy porn lawyer Michael Avenatti over a dozen times on the programs after he made this baseless allegation against Kavanaugh. It wasn't true. And mainstream media knew it. They knew it and they pushed the false narrative anyways. They didn't care about crucifying an innocent man. They didn't care about, they didn't care if this put all men in danger of being destroyed by frivolous allegations. Nah. They ran with this false narrative. That, that's propaganda. Propaganda is the enemy of the truth. Final example. GQ Magazine's Julia Eoff claimed Trump has radicalized more people than ISIS. <laughs> well, that's dangerous. It's a lie. Actually, it's a dumb lie. But then again, how do you expect people to react 
when you tell them the president's essentially running a terror training camp. I mean, that rhetoric is dangerous and it's a lie. It's propaganda, and propaganda is the enemy of the truth. And matter of fact, all of these narratives from the mainstream media are propaganda to try to brainwash and coerce people into voting Democrat and rejecting Trump. The Democrats don't think you'll vote for them based on the merits of their policies. So they'll ply you with propaganda, the enemy of the truth. It's dangerous and it's alive. But the Democrats, they don't care. But just forget about where your loyalties lie. Whether you enjoy CNN or Fox News or whatever, just sit outside of it right now and look at what it really is. Because what it really is, is why would anyone want to give you the news? Are they giving you the news because they love you? Are they giving you the news because it's a program and they're trying to make money? And do they have access to certain people because they're willing to play certain games? Most likely. When you're looking at something that's on a major television show, whether it's ABC, Fox News, NBC, CBS, or whatever, you've had to go through some serious channels to get there. And if you're a guy with a suit and a tie, good evening America, and you're doing that on any of these major networks, you have got to go through some fucking serious hoops and ladders and checks and balances. You got to represent something in order to be the person who reads the news. But what is that news for? Is it a fucking show or is it really the news? Are they really trying to help you? What are they trying to do? You know, why are they doing the news? Are they doing it because they love you and they care for you and they want you to be informed? Or are they doing it because they're clearly biased and they've got an agenda? Well, like I said, if you watch Fox News and then CNN, just go back and forth wherever there's something big going on, like I did after the election. I was like, Fox News, CNN, Fox News, CNN. Like, who the fuck is showing the truth? Someone's got to be lying. This is one story here, and then there's another story totally different over there. So all you need to know, just looking at that, just forget about what you're looking at, whether you're a progressive liberal or whether you're a conservative Republican. Just look at that and understand that you're getting all your information from these sources that have a vested interest in relaying their particular version of the truth. And of course, that's not good for anybody. But you can see the pattern play out in virtually every story that bubbles to the top of the headlines these days. Uh, but it's especially shameless when the topics are already controversial. For example, abortion. Let's just talk about the facts. Earlier this year, there was a Gallup poll that showed that the vast majority of the country believes abortion should be legal, but more closely regulated after the second trimester. Another fact. Pew Research showed that gender to be largely immaterial on the issue. According to Pew, 60% of women and 57% of men say abortion should be legal, while 36 and 37% respectively say it should be illegal. And then number three, late-term abortions are exceedingly rare overall. Estimates on the high side kind of put it around 1.5%, but when you narrow it down to just the third trimester only, that rate drops to less than 1%. So the reality of the abortion bait is that it's about when the procedure should be regulated, not if it should be regulated or whether it should be legal. Additionally, there is no war being waged against men or women. I mean, really, the genders basically see eye to eye on this issue. 
And of course, finally, the most controversial facet of this issue, third trimester abortions, is that it's so infrequent that they're basically a shade away from being statistically insignificant. Any productive discussion on abortion must start from this reality, yet what is the picture that the mainstream media presents every day? I mean, it's, it's a one of bitter and intractable division. So the vocal minority that want abortions banned outright or treated as casually as a dental filing, those voices are not being heard on mainstream media at all or getting any kind of coverage. The fight usually casts between a man and a woman, even when acknowledging that that's not even true, which of course further heightens emotions and falsely exaggerates the very real issue of gender inequality here in America. So none of this is helpful if you want to move America towards resolution on the issue of abortion, but they all work wonders if you're trying to sell content though. So you have outlets like CNN breathlessly hyping the state of hate here in America, using awful tragedies that fit the racial narrative as evidence of deteriorating race relations in the country. Yet these tragedies can be awful without being signs of coming racial apocalypse or a return to Jim Crow style grotesqueries. I mean, for example, during the horrific events in Charlottesville, how often did the mainstream media point out that a nationally promoted event called Unite the Right brought out a few hundred white supremacists in a country of over 325 million? Or they were comically outnumbered by counter-protesters. When the mainstream media points out the often despicable treatment of representatives like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib as proof that America still hates strong women of color, how often does it attach that caveat to these two women who frequently, patently, say offensive things and still enjoy the support of large swaths of the American public? When a mainstream media outlet touts the soaring incidence of racial intelligence, it invariably points to the Southern Poverty Law Center's work as proof. I mean, come on. For more, rarely does it disclose that the SPLC has morphed into a highly lucrative partisan body in recent years, which is none of this suggests the underlying problems aren't genuine. I mean, abortion is still a very much controversial and important issue. Sure. Racist elements of American society from institutional to, to current, it still persists and demands vigilant resistance. That these are very real, serious problems is precisely the point. They demand honest and sober discussions. Their gravity makes a distortion for profit all the more disgusting and morally indefensible. Yet, it is what's happening. This is what makes mainstream media my enemy and yours too. I recall last month where the New York Times had a headline regarding Trump and for some reason, due to their readers being pissed off about the the title or basically how the article conveyed Trump in a positive light, they were pissed. And guess what New York Times does? They changed the headline. <laughs> they changed the headline to something negative to appease their readers. I'm not making this up. Take a look at this graphic right here. Um, it, it goes to the point that the mainstream media is truly the enemy of the people. And if they have the ability to just change how a headline looks just to fit the narrative, then you understand how this is such a big problem and that they are truly the enemy of the people. So here's the New York Times, August 6, 
2019. This is on the front page of the New York Times. You see here it says, Trump urges unity versus racism. Well, that certainly shows. And that's actually true. That's exactly what Trump was doing. But if you can look at the revised version, it says, assailing hate, but not guns. They turn to the papers really to validate their hate. And when they don't get it, they threaten to go to someone who will. I mean, there are so many sheep. It's crazy. I mean, this is really a consequence of a fixed reinforcement schedule. The socialists are accustomed to hearing propaganda. Anything else throws them for a curveball, and they're unable to process, much less even handle. This is extremely scary, guys. I mean, here's another example. The Time magazine sanitizes their cover for American consumption. Time magazine is considered a leader in national news, yet they consistently portray a dumbed-down, frivolous image of life in America, while presenting an entirely different message to the rest of the world. In these two examples here, their magazine covers feature a different cover story for Americans, while sending different messages to the rest of the world. I mean, this is incredible. Take a look. I mean, isn't this crazy? Here, here's another example. CNN, right? CNN is the, is the leader of fake news. <laughs> Here are two examples of how CNN has scripted and staged live war coverage to create a sense of drama and danger around people who are not even in harm's way. Anderson Cooper literally fakes Syrian, Syria war coverage by dubbing in sound effects and playing chaotic video next to a Syrian correspondent. In the video, you can see how, in one tape, the correspondent is in a safe environment. Then, you see the footage air on CNN and is dubbed with theatrical effects. In the CNN clip of the coverage of the first Gulf War in the 1990s, anchorman Charles Jaco makes a joke of world coverage in Saudi Arabia and demonstrates how the news is overly sensationalized for American audiences, and how hosts pretend to be in danger when they're not. At seven minutes in, in this clip, Jekyll quickly points to a ridiculous gas mask for obvious theatrics while talking to a guest. Now again, as we said, we're not sure what caused this. Um, it could possibly, and we emphasize possibly, have been a ground impact of a scud. It could have been a ground impact of a patriot, or it could have been the result of debris falling between the two of them. We just don't know right now, but we do know that at least two scud missiles incoming were fired at Riyadh, and according to the Saudi military, they were both shot down. Charles Jaco, CNN, reporting live from Saudi Arabia. explosions what may have been uh, an outgoing Patriot uh, ground-to-air missile uh, some reported airbursts that may may have been an intercept of an incoming Scud missile we're really not sure all we know is that the uh, air raid sirens have gone off and we've heard the uh, outgoing roar of at least uh, one Patriot missile we've heard some sort of airburst we can't oh, I'd say Crazy, right? Uh, so, whether for marketing or for manufacturing consent, the mainstream media is 
guilty of using subtle and not so subtle tactics to influence our conscious and subconscious minds to influence our opinions and behavior. There are countless other examples of these practices and discerning awake people would be well served to be vigilant of this when consuming modern media in any form. You don't have to be paranoid these days to acknowledge that you're being lied to and that the institutions we should be able to depend on for bringing us an objective view of the world are anything but objective. I thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Truth Podcast. I look forward to next week as we continue our deep dive into the mainstream media and propaganda as we question what is Operation Mockingbird. I think you'll find that particular episode very interesting. Don't forget to like and subscribe, of course, on Facebook, on Twitter, all the media channels. We are now live on iTunes, as well as Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud. Don't forget to share this with your friends and family, and I will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.